so much like you feel so much purpose when kids come to you and then they find like they trust you enough to tell you what they need and like the kind of things they're facing welcome to real life stories with real life leaders i'm Divya sharma and i'm nolan bicknell welcome to the show and thank you for listening and thank you for watching real life stories with real life leaders is highlighting stories from some incredible storytellers connected through the can you program uh, they're all emerging leaders in as many different sectors in our cities. Speaking of different sectors in our cities, CanU and the Winnipeg Foundation both thrive in the philanthropic sector in Winnipeg. And I was thankful enough to be a part of CanU since I came to Canada in grade five. And today I'm thankful to be a university mentor helping students whose shoes I was once in. I was also part of the Youth and Philanthropy Program, which we'll be chatting a little bit more about in this episode through the Winnipeg Foundation and I did the summer internship program. Both of these organizations were crucial in fostering my foundations and several other young leaders and emerging leaders and all types of leaders. So today we'll be having a conversation with one of the six leaders that we'll be interviewing and our guest storyteller today is Ama. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My name is Ama from Poma Apiaba, and I'm 16. And yeah, here's <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ama. So we're asking everyone the first question, uh, what is your story? How do you answer that question when someone asks what your story is? Oh, my story. Okay. Well, I came to Canada in 2019, in November of 2019. And before that, I lived in Ghana. So I'm Ghanaian. And in Ghana, things were hard like every other third world country things are hard for people and as a kid I found that I got sick a lot so that was like a big part of my childhood because I would spend like a third of my life in the hospital because I'll be sick and then my mom will have to take me to the hospital and she's a nurse so when she takes me I get to live there for a while stay there while she's working which was kind of like a good experience but also you get to see lots of things so I got to see lots of other sick children and lots of other sick people and mothers with like crying babies in their arms and just wondering what is going to happen to these people because mm -hmm. I already got my care and like why are they still in line what is happening why is this not working out so yeah mm -hmm. that led me to um that led me to think, why not become a doctor? Because then you can help these people. You can actually make a difference in their lives. So then I decided I'm going to help kids because at that time I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just like a really big thing when you get to have an impact on kids because they're growing up. And so they, you get to have like more of a permanent etch on their minds because mm -hmm. then they remember the kind of person that helped them and who they want to become. My mom is a nurse too, so very interesting. Um, how, when did you know that you wanted to be this? Because that's such a strong and difficult path, becoming a doctor. A lot of education, a lot of time. So uh, did you just know from the get-go that you were going to do this? Or wh when did that start? Well, even before I started to get sick, like it was just a thing in Ghana. You grow up, you want to become a doctor, because then people are like, you're smart, so you should be a doctor. But then I realized, okay, I can't just become a doctor. So that was when I got to, um, I think, grade 7. I was about 10 at the time. <laughs> so yeah, I decided, okay, this needs to actually be, like there needs to be a reason for me to be inspired to become a doctor, because it's a really hard thing to be a doctor. You need to study a lot, like invest so much more time in school to do that. So yeah. Mm -hmm. 
that's amazing i think it takes a lot of resilience to recognize that at such a young age and that spirit of helping once again coming back to why we're doing this that philanthropic side of things and really honing in on that so i'm wondering ama what other program were you involved with and i'm gonna give you a little hint you <laughs> how i know that in several of your years um you know we helped a, a lot of organizations that's a big part of youth and philanthropy being able to give to you know organizations that are doing that good in winnipeg so what was your experience like in the youth and philanthropy program and could you talk a little bit about what organization you specifically researched and donated to okay so i joined youth and philanthropy program in grade 10 when i went to frc so in grade 10 i got to i learned about this program i learned they just they get to give money to charities and a big part of my identity is giving to people, like always getting to give back to people and make an impact. So then I decided to join Youth in Philanthropy and I partnered with Selena Cassiano, one of my very good friends, and we researched Healthy Start for Mom and Me. So that was the first organization we donated to with the help of the Winnipeg Foundation. And Healthy Start for Mom and Me is a charity organization that helps nursing mothers, like new mothers. Um, take care of their babies. So they have dietitians, they have trained nurses, they have good healthcare professionals that help to that help mothers learn how to take care of their babies, especially mothers coming from different places, so international mothers, so refugees and just immigrants as a whole. And this year I donated to Needs Incorporated. So Needs also helps immigrants and refugees get incorporated into the Canadian system. So it helps kids in the get like get adjusted to the Canadian education system because they have like classrooms where they get to teach them English and like the different kinds of things they will be learning in schools and then they also have like good programs where they get to um, the kids get to start working so they have employment for the kids which is a really nice thing I find and surprisingly last year my mom gave birth so she we have like I have a baby sister now and she went to Healthy Start for Mom and Me, so it was just like, mm. wow, this was really helpful. Like, mm-hmm. like, she was getting so much from this organization. They gave her, like, formula. They gave her diapers, even though she didn't really need it. But then they just had all those resources in store for mothers whenever they wanted it. Yeah, just yeah. having enough is so important for a new mother or a second or third time mother as well. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, maybe just pardon my ignorance here, but what is the philanthropic situation in Ghana versus Canada? Like, is there the same amount of kind of charities and charity work or mm-hmm. is it a different system? Can you just t- talk about the differences a little bit for yes. me? Yes, it's a completely different system. Like, I don't think in Ghana there's like an organization where you can just join and they would help you like identify charities to give money to, no. Mm. It's just like um, most of the people who do philanthropic work are like mostly the rich people, so people who have a lot of money and they do it so they have like recognition on the TV. So then it's it's not something I really saw myself doing mm-hmm. till I got here and had the opportunity through the Winnipeg Foundation and Youth in Philanthropy. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so like. Talk about a little bit about some of the skills that can you and just your your work in general has given you to become a young leader and a future leader and an emerging leader, as we've been saying. Like, what are some skills that you've been working on, and what are some skills that you want to improve on to to make yourself more of a leader? So, some skills I've been working on with can you or public speaking, and another thing is also learning how to work with kids, mentoring, mentoring the kids. Why? So 
volunteered for the grade five and six program for the last school year, which was really insightful in seeing how kids actually behave. Because I want to become a pediatrician, so mm. it's like a firsthand experience to see like, ooh, these are the kinds of people I want to deal with. Like, they didn't do I really want to do this for my life? And I was <laughs> like, yes, I do. Good. Like, they could be loud and all of that, but then it's just so much like you feel so much purpose when kids come to you and then they find like they trust you enough to tell you what they need and like the kind of things they're facing mm -hmm. and another thing can you has um taught me is to be open-minded to be mm -hmm. open to opportunities so like public speaking is not something i ever thought i would do like i just want to become a doctor <laughs> right so can you have this storytelling experience and i decided to say yes to that and be part of the storytelling experience and I haven't regretted ever doing that and they also have like different programs like coding and like other things which I wouldn't necessarily see myself doing without being part of can you mm -hmm. so yeah cool yeah things really do come full circle from <laughs> you know donating to an organization and then you know helping with that and then also the fact that you wanted to you know become a doctor and now you're influencing that field in some sort of way and then the whole public speaking <laughs> when you never thought you would do it and then you yeah. spoke at a gala like that's really incredible that all shows that all demonstrates leadership so what does being a leader mean to you to me being a leader means um being able to make an impact on others being mm -hmm. able to have um like an opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others so that when someone mentions your name, they're like, oh, this person, she helped me do this. Oh, she's the best person you could be with. Like, even in a team, like in school, you're doing a project with people. It's that kind of feeling where no one feels like they're being forced to work on the project. You all just work together because you have such an amazing person leading you. Wow. Did you... Um so we've been talking a little bit about mentorship as well on this show. Uh, who are some of the mentors from, in, from, from your past and from your present that you can give a shout out to? And what do you think it, what is the, what are some of the most important um, personality traits to be a mentor? Okay, so some people I would like give a shout out to are Roger Barrington, mm -hmm. so the executive director of Can You, because he inspired me to do like the things I do today, to look after like to look to make a difference because roger is making a big difference in the lives of so many people in canada like divya and then selena and then myself sure. and it's like it's so inspirational looking at him and ju just seeing like how far he has come and also during the can you summer experience last year when i went for camp i got to speak with roger and like learn how can you came to be so such a story like of how he's been able to build resilience and like build such a great thing keeps me going yeah and another person i would give a shout out to was um is rob gorbett so i met him at shad waterloo and rob is like <laughs> he's the best person you could ever be with because rob was very open he's very vulnerable which are traits mm -hmm. you should find in every leader because if you're mm -hmm. not able to show vulnerability to the people you're leading there can't be any level of trust between you guys and yeah, that's it. So much wisdom for you said you're 16. Yeah. How did you get so wise? Where does that come from? <laughs> oh, I think oof. it's just the people around you, honestly. Because if you surround yourself with people who are filled with wisdom, they impact you with more knowledge. Mm -hmm. Very well said. Yeah. Very I, wise. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can speak to that, Nolan. I mean, 
Thank you for having us on the podcast. I, you know, leadership, mentorship, you're my mentor and I see you as a leader. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, Ama, I, you know, your story has been so impactful. Have So, in regards to, like, the people that are around you, I know you're, you know, just finishing up high school in this upcoming year. Yeah. What do you hope to accomplish? Okay, so... Um, well, after high school this year, I'm looking to go into university mm-hmm. and then just get a health sciences degree so I get on like the right path to becoming a pediatrician. And I also am looking forward to working on a passion project of mine. So I'm looking to do research into why there's scarcity of healthcare workers in Canada when mm-hmm. there are so many immigrants who come as doctors and nurses, yet the Canadian system finds it so difficult to integrate them. So I'm looking to research what exactly is a problem and then see where I can go with that. Contact like some government officials and then get insights on what they think about these problems. Such an important, such important work. Yeah, there's so many hoops to jump through for people to, even if they've been a practicing nurse or doctor in a different country for 10, 15, 20 years, they come to Canada and they have to start from scratch. And it's like, what are we doing here? There's so much talent and ability that's being squandered because of old rules that don't really make that much sense. Like bodies are bodies. You know, being a doctor is being a doctor. Being a nurse is being a nurse. So bravo, excellent idea. I uh, look forward to and I will support that work as as much as I can um, but what in the immediate future is like that's kind of a long-term goal obviously graduating high school is yeah. an immediate goal but like mm-hmm. looking down in the what are you most looking forward to in the next year in the next year I'm looking forward into going into university yeah yeah and then also being able to um, continue with my philanthropic work even without being a part of youth in philanthropy, I got to know about um, an organization called Rising Youth, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they give you grants based on whatever project you're working on. So I'm looking to apply again for another grant to work on a passion project of mine in Winnipeg. So cool. Awesome. I think that's incredible, Alma. I think it's incredible that we have leaders like you, especially in the field of STEAM, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned SHAD and, you know, that whole spirit of of looking at opportunities and and seizing those possibilities and making that happen. That's the whole goal of Can You and the Winnipeg Foundation having uh, that done. I think that's the outcome that we want in the philanthropic sector. So thank you for doing everything that you do. Yes. Uh, Is there anything else that you'd like to add for our listeners about your story and about uh, your connection with Can You and your connection with Winnipeg? I'd just like to say that wherever you are you should join can you like in any way that you can even if you're not in uh in high school or even in elementary school and you want to join you can be a mentor because can you has like so much to give to everyone no matter how old you are or how young you are and also like to talk about shad so wherever you are shad is um uh steam led program a steam and entrepreneurship program for grade 10s and 11s and SHAD basically teaches you almost like the skills you need for life, especially life in university because they have SHAD on campus, so you get to pick campuses of your choice. So I picked University of Waterloo as one of my top choices, and I got into Waterloo, and there I learned how to live with 53 other people in the same building and eat with them and do every single thing with them, and we built such a tight community. So. Mm -hmm. Community, that's what it's all about. Ama, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your story with us, and just being uh, one of our one of our 
real life leaders with a real life story. Real life story with real life leaders. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you too. Jeez, mic drop again every time. <laughs> <laughs> good job. That was so that good. That was so good. Yeah, I think yours. I think Real Life Stories with Real Life Leaders is recorded live in the CJNU studios in downtown Winnipeg. Produced in partnership with the Winnipeg Foundation and Can You Canada, Real Life Stories with Real Life Leaders is hosted by Nolan Bicknell and Divya Sharma. Production help from Daniel Reimer. If you'd like to hear more about Can You Canada and the work they do in Winnipeg, please visit canucanada.org. And if you'd like to hear more stories from emerging leaders in our city at the Can You Stories Gala, visit canucanada.org slash storiesgala. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.